Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 273. Okay, I've been splitting my time between Texas and Illinois recently, and because of that, I've had to face something I've desperately avoided for quite a few years now, Chicago winters. So if you are one of the millions of people living in cold climates, winter brings with it some very specific cold weather challenges, especially when you're commuting or traveling. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. But first, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes, including a handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all the main points from today's episode. All you need to do is head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 273 and download it all absolutely free. And now, grab your mittens and your hot cocoa, and let's talk survival gear. Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. We're fortunate enough to live in a modern age where we can take for granted that you're not likely to die from freezing to death. At least that's what we tell ourselves. The reality is that people can and do freeze to death often when they get trapped in their vehicles during snowstorms, and it happens every year. In fact, I remember one horrible story in which a family got stuck in the snow in the middle of nowhere. The father went for help and never came back. He died, although the rest of his family were rescued, and it didn't have to happen. If only he'd had the right survival gear he needed and the right mindset on how to make the best of it to get through the crisis. Now, making sure your vehicle has some critical cold weather survival gear in it is the easiest way to prepare for the unexpected should you ever find yourself run off the road, buried in a snowbank, looking at a long, frigid night with no help on the way. So what gear should you pack away? Well, coming right up, we have our critical top five list to guide you on your way. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor from Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And with us today to talk about cold weather survival gear is someone who definitely knows his way around a winter snowstorm, Kevin Estella. Kevin, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks for having me again, Jeff. I, uh, I feel like I'm coming back to home whenever I get on your program. Yeah, I know. You know how like Seven Night Live has like the Five Club or whatever people like you're working your way up there, man. I'm one of the top people that we've had back here. Um, and listen, everybody, uh, it's for good reason. I mean, Kevin, uh, you've, I'm sure you've seen him in the magazines. I'm sure he's got a great new book out. I'm going to talk about that here just a little bit uh, here. But um, listen, for those of you that haven't listen to one of our other podcasts with Kevin. He's the owner and head instructor of Estella Wilderness Education and a regular contributing author for various websites and magazines. And he did just write this incredible book on survival called 101 Skills You Need to Survive in the Woods. And I have my autographed copy right here on my desk. Um, he's also a great speaker at various sportsman shows, speaking engagements, and webinars where he teaches bushcraft and survival skills. And he's even been featured on the History Channel as an on-air survival expert. On top of all that, Kevin is also an accomplished martial artist with ranks in applied self-defense and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he is an instructor in Sayak Kali Filipino martial arts. He also has extensive tactical firearms training, but it's his expertise when it comes to wilderness survival that we're after today. Now, to learn more about Kevin and his training, make sure that you visit him online at www.kevinestella.com, and that's K-E-V-I-N-E-S-T-E-L-A.com. All right, Kevin, I think that... Um, Really, your book on wilderness survival is a really good platform for this because if somebody does find themselves in the middle of nowhere, buried in a snowbank somewhere, um, they might have to rely on skills that uh, most people are just relying on gear. So this one really is about gear, but it's also about how you use that gear that we have because as most people know, 
it's not just gear. It's about, it's about the skill set you put behind it. It's about the mindset. It's about knowing what to do with that stuff. And so I really loved your book. I got a lot out of it. Wilderness survival is not really my like forte. It's not my best thing. But if somebody is in the middle of nowhere, it does give them those additional skills to be able to use what is around them, not just in the vehicle, but, um, but everything that is around outside of the vehicle as well. So, but this one's really about like, what can people do to prepare themselves for that eventuality that might happen where there is an actual accident, they're stranded in their vehicle and they have to get through the night. So this is kind of a top five format. And so really it's just, it's all on you, man. So what is the, I guess, survival gear item number one that people should look at including in their vehicle for cold weather survival? Why is it important and how do you use it? Oh, wow. So I don't know if I could rank these in any particular order, but uh, I think one of the most important things that people can do is, number one, keep their tanks filled. Um, I recently posted on social media, on Instagram, about the half tank habit. And one of the things that, I, that drives me nuts is when people will run their car all the way down to empty and they will get into a pickle when they can't find you know, the next gas station. And you know they lose the ability to turn their car on and uh, keep it heated even for a little while. Uh, I mean, as long as that vehicle's exhaust is not blocked, um, having a tank of gas and running it periodically, running the heater, keeping the internal temperature of that car up isn't necessarily a bad idea. So I think one of the most critical things is just changing a habit, um, you know, and having gasoline and having, you know, a good battery. Um, you know, make sure you replace your battery every so often. Uh, I mean, most OEM batteries are are three to four years, uh, three to five years at the, the longest. So just make sure you're keeping, you can keep your car running. That way you can use the car's heater to, uh, to provide a, a warmer climate inside the vehicle. Yeah. It's interesting. You bring up batteries also, because I know, I know you're headed out to change your battery today as well, but, but also that's one of those things where people, they don't know the life cycle of a battery. Like the life cycle of a, of a vehicle battery is, when it dies, it's like, that's the end of its life. And people don't really plan out like, hmm, it's been three or four years or whatever, or even know what their particular battery's life, life cycle is and say, you know what, I'm at that. And you don't want to push that in the, in the wintertime. So that's a, that's a really good point. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so what is survival gear item number two? Yeah. And, and just one more, one more yeah. little thing. A lot of people forget, like we have medical records that follow us when we go to doctors or when we go to the dentist. And you know, if you're a, a marksman or a sharpshooter, a data book is going to follow your rifle. Uh, it totally makes sense to to track, to chart your your vehicle. Um, you know, when was the last time you got an oil change? When was the last time that you had the tires rotated? You know, and that way you can keep track of you know when you need to do that scheduled maintenance. Uh, so that includes changing your battery. But uh, yeah, that's just my final thought on that. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's move on to survival gear item number two. Number two, I would say a very, very important uh, bit of, of kit would be a good sleeping bag. Um, you know, sleeping bags, they don't necessarily have to be the, the smallest, most compressible backpacking sleeping bag. It could probably be a little bit larger, um, but a good sleeping bag, I mean, as long as you can stay up off of the, off of the, the cold air seat, you know, that the, where your feet would be, as long as you can get up on your backseat of your car and you can stay in a sleeping bag, um, you know, your body heat will, will warm that sleeping bag. And you know, you could have the, the thickest, the heaviest sleeping bag and, you know, it'll, it'll keep you warm through the night. Um, so I would recommend that, but make sure in your sleeping bag, you include a good winter hat and a scarf because you don't want all your body heat to, to escape through your head or through the opening of the, the bag, you know, where your neck is. 
Yeah, and this is one of the things also, like I, we always talk about, um, we always keep our, our bug out bags right in our vehicles because we never know when that, we, you know, we might not be able to get home to use it. And so obviously if in a bug out bag, you want as light as possible. So, but one of the advantages of having extra gear in addition to your bug out bag and the stuff that's inside of it is that sleeping bag. And that is where people can really go and they can get, it can be bulky, whatever you can fit in there um, is, a, is a great addition because you don't want to necessarily have to work on that little, that little loop, you know, the five inch by five inch aluminum foil packet that you've got uh, as a survival pack if you don't need it. Good point. Um, okay, listen, we've been talking with Kevin Estella of kevinestella.com about his top five list for critical winter survival gear for your vehicle. And my math is correct. That means we have three left here. So that's going to be all be coming right up. But first, check out this special message. In any disaster, crisis, or attack, your life and the life of those you love could solely rest on the survival gear you've acquired. Do you have the proper gear to protect you from the threats you'll face? Whether it's preparing your home against the destruction and mayhem of a city in chaos or you're bugging out to a safer location when a natural disaster forces you from your home, the supplies you have right now could ensure your survival or seal your fate. Don't take the risk. Claim your free copy of our exclusive guide, Survival Gear Secrets, at survivalgearsecrets.com and discover the seven-phase survival gear plan every family must prepare for or face the consequences. Five no-bullshit warning signs that a collapse is headed your way, so you're already in action long before your neighbors even know what hit them. And how to know exactly when it's safer to stay at home and shelter in place. Or get in the family bug out mobile and get the hell out of Dodge. Your fellow citizens may be fine with sleeping in a crowded stadium waiting for FEMA to hand them a granola bar, juice box, and a blankie. But you know that no one can protect your family better than you can. If you're properly prepared with the right supplies and equipment to ensure your survival. Don't wait until it's too late. Find out what's missing from your survival gear plan by grabbing your free copy of Survival Gear Secrets now at www.survivalgearsecrets.com. And now, back to our show. Okay, we're back with Kevin Estella of kevinestella.com, going over our top five most critical gadgets, gizmos, and gear to add to your vehicle's winter survival depot. Now, we left off at number three. So, Kevin, what is another item that people can put in their vehicles uh, for survival in case they get stranded in the middle of nowhere? Uh, so the, the next item I'd recommend is definitely, uh, it's more of a kit than a single item, right? I would say you need to have some type of uh, stove, some type of pot, and some plastic water bottles uh, kicking around. You know, you think about it, what's going to kill you in, in this type of emergency? Um, you know, you've got the cold, but if the emergency goes a lot longer, it's going to be dehydration. And, you know, some people throw water bottles in their in their kit, and they don't, take into account what happens when those water bottles melt. So you need to have the means to, to melt that, that ice um, or to melt snow into water. And even if you're able to just get a, a quarter inch of water in the bottom of your pan, you're able to melt snow and, and get more uh, water going. You know, I think that would be a really important item for people to put in their, their kit. So whether it's a, a canister stove with a pocket rocket from MSR and like even just a, a, a cheap pot from your, your kitchen, it makes more sense to have that with a couple bottles of water than just the water bottle alone, because otherwise it'll be licking ice cubes and, you know, lowering your core temperature along the way. Uh, if you want to make it a little bit more bougie, you could throw in some, uh, some hot cocoa or something just to 
to encourage you to drink water, uh, to encourage you to have fluids, and maybe uh, even some dried meals uh, should you you know, want to build a little bit of morale if it gets really, really cold and you want to have a hot meal to keep you, uh, keep you full while you wait for help to come. Okay. All right. All good stuff. Okay. Let's go on to item number four. All right. So we've already said gasoline. We've said the sleeping bag and we've said the, um, you know, the, the cook kit to keep things warm. I would definitely recommend uh, having communication tools in your vehicle. Um, this is something people often overlook. Cell phone is really important, but cell phones have a limited range. Uh, something that a lot of preppers, a lot of survivalists are, are really into now are these uh, the Baofeng radios or the ba uh, Baofeng radios, the UV5Rs. Um, you can program that radio with a number of different frequencies. And in an emergency, you know, a lot of people say you shouldn't be on a ham radio or you shouldn't be on a shortwave radio or high frequency radio um, if you're not licensed. But in an emergency, if anything, you want people to report you. You want people to come and find you. You want to be able to communicate a lot of different ways. Um, so a good radio along with a magnetic antenna for your vehicle is a lifesaver. Now, one of my good friends, uh, Harley Elmore, says, you know, you shouldn't trust your life to a $30 radio, you know, or is your life worth only a $30 radio? Um, if nothing, it's a, it's a good start, but I would recommend everyone goes out and gets their, their radio license because it will extend the reach of their communication, uh, far past the cell phone. You're talking about like for, um, a ham radio or are you talking about for the. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. so those, those UV5R radios are only like 23 or 24 bucks right now. I know that the government was cracking down on selling them, but they're fantastic. Uh, we've used them in the wilderness and, you know, over five miles, uh, you know, hmm. line of sight. And you may not have your cell phone handy, but you could store one of those radios in your glove compartment in a Ziploc bag with the battery and the antenna disconnected and have it just in case something bad were to happen. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm, survival communication is, uh, is an area that I'm realizing it's, it's very complicated. There's a lot of different opinions out there. And so I'm, I've been digging a little bit deeper into that. We've, we just read, uh, did an article on that as well. And um, yeah, I've been really kind of getting into this thing lately. So I'll definitely go check that out as well. Um, okay. That brings us to number five, man. What is number five on the, uh, the survival gear list for winter, winter survival? All right. So this one, I, I was thinking about this one for a while and it's really a tie. Um, you know, I think I would say that this is more survival than it is emergency. I think the emergency would be having a good trauma kit within reach because if it's a car accident, hmm. you might need to, uh, take care of yourself with some first aid or some trauma, uh, trauma care. But if we're talking true survival gear, Long term, I would say it would not be a bad idea to keep a good pair of boots in your car, um, boots and clothing that you could walk a good distance with. Uh, and the reason for that is a lot of people leave their homes every single day with their business clothes on for their job, and they have dress shoes on, or they have slacks on, you know, or they have clothes that look good in the office, but they suck when it comes to the field. Um, so I think it would be a good idea for people to have a good change of clothes that'll help them get from point A to point B. Uh, maybe it's only a few hundred yards, but you know you wouldn't be able to necessarily do that if you only had dress clothes on. So I would mm -hmm. say definitely uh, it's a tie between trauma gear within reach for the emergency and clothes to help you walk from your vehicle uh, and to save your hide, um, you know, in an emergency. So it's a tie for number five. <laughs> so there's a bonus one in there. Yeah, um, no. Actually, I mean that's that of course makes a, that makes a lot of sense. But also, just even if it is a couple hundred yards, you figure, okay, I'm in my dress and high heels. I mean, not me, but I hope know, somebody. 
<laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, anyway, you know, you're, you're going along there, even if it's only a couple hundred yards, um, if you don't know the terrain or if you slip and fall, you might end up knocking yourself cold and there you are in the middle of a road where it was only a couple hundred yards. In fact, there was just a, I just saw an, uh, what was it? It was a news article about one of the instruct, ironically, one of the instructors, or not instructors, the actors from Seinfeld just, I guess, got in a new house in California or something and got into an accident with it. He was in the back roads and it was like, kind of like a maze back there. He didn't know his way around. He got out of his, he got out of his car. I guess he hit some trees or something like that, wrecked his car, got out to try and find his way back to his house and then fell off an embankment. Um, again, just goes to show that traction and and being able to be out in in the uh, basically be able to navigate your way around um, when you're not wearing clothes that are meant for the office really is uh, really is important. So really good one there. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it, folks. Those are uh, that's a really good checklist for you to look and see what do you have as your inventory in your own vehicle. Uh, go ahead and go through that list. When you listen to this right now, go check out the free download for the cheat sheet for this over at mcsmagazine.com slash 272. Go ahead and download the cheat sheet all for free. Eh, nope, I think this is going to be 273, man. So anyway, you'll know which one it is off of the podcast uh, on the blog post. So, And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, go check out Kevin's website at kevinestella.com. And this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.